Hi, it's Sean with T-Shirt Voice Lessons, and today we're going to talk about one of the most important personal qualities that you need to have as a performer. This is an extension of what we talked about yesterday where we're talking about the different types of performers and different types of people who go into performing and, and all of that stuff. Part of our self-assessment as a singer, because you know this is this is a great time for self-assessing. We're in the middle of the the lockdown stuff and just coming out of it. Great time for self-assessment, reorienting, regrouping, and so it's time for us to think about one thing. And I want everyone to be honest with this question: Are you humble? Do you have humility? Now, the word humility reminds me of something like two hundred years old, like that would being poor Richard's almanac or something. But uh, humble, the problem with the word humble is it makes people think of like bashful humble, like, yeah, I did a pretty good job, man. I just, you know, I was singing okay. I, you know, I, I just really like it and all that stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about humble in the sense that you are teachable. You want to know more about singing. You want to connect with your inner voice. You want to explore it, open up, and let it sing. And you're never satisfied until you're there, until your voice is free from the lowest note to the top note. You can sing anything in between and sing all the music that you love to sing. That is a performer. And that's the performer that we want to be. I've worked with a lot of high performers. I've done high performance coaching, and I know... So many people are missing on this one vital component, especially, especially performers. You know, when I talked about the three types, the truth is that two of the types, the the cerebral and the kind of muscular types that are that are more into the fundamentals and more into the cerebral aspects of music, they actually have a little more, a lot more humility than the rest of us. And I say us because I'm more of the kind of get out there and perform. I enjoy performing. I like the variety of performing and all that stuff. And many, many singers fall into that category. They like variety. They like performing. They like being out there. They could be introverts or extroverts, but they they like being on stage. And those people, sometimes some of us, me included, have a tendency not to have a lot of humility or not enough that we need. I remember when I was 11 years old, I'm like, I want to be a rock star. And uh, I mean, a lot of boys think that at some point. And that's all I had was the vision. And then every now and then when my parents weren't home, I would sing around the house and stuff. Anybody did that before? (laughs) It was like a closet singer for the longest time. And I would do that kind of thing. And I wouldn't really, I kind of practiced in a sense, uh, I didn't have a voice teacher because I didn't even knew that existed back then. That's one reason I'm doing what I'm doing now. And I felt like the vision allowed me to give me the success. It was like I didn't feel like I had to work that much. And then when I went out there and finally started doing stuff, working with a band, uh, deciding to study music in, in the university, then I saw, oh, wait, I have a pitch issue. Oh, I have this problem. Oh, I have this problem too. And how am I going to be a famous singer if I have all these problems? Uh, And so then I worked on and fixed these problems. And it was humbling, believe me. And it also had some its own problems in itself and some of the things that led me to become a vocal coach. But 
in that process, <clears throat> I learned humility the the backwards way, the the way where the kind of way that God makes you learn it. <laughs> you know, where oh, you're cocky, watch this, boom. Oh yeah, I guess I really shouldn't have been thinking that way. You know, uh, some of us, I really. If you have to go through that experience, you're going to have to go through it. But I would, I would like to give you a little preemptive understanding of the subject so that maybe you can avoid having to deal with the stress of humbling experiences. Sometimes they will be on stage. Sometimes they will be uh, over a period of time. I've had cases where, for example, I remember performing a concert. Uh, it was me. It was me and a piano. And every... Note was flat. I mean, it was almost every note. I, you know, my vocal coach at the time said, "Oh, you did fine," but I, I don't. He's, you know, what fine means. Fine means it was okay. Yeah, most people, but it didn't notice. I mean, of course, flat, not way flat, but like a little bit under, that little uh, undertone kind of thing. So, <clears throat> humbling experiences like that. I've had students that have humbling experiences too. And I've had some that never let themselves ever get humble when they had those experiences. So many of us performer singers, and that's why I wanted it to be an extension of yesterday because this group in particular needs a lot of attention. It's most singers who want to be performers fall into this category. I don't know what the numbers are, 70%, 60% probably. And, and we have the problem of thinking that our vision of the future is now and that all we have to do is dream about it. I had a student, she wanted to be a pop singer. She she practiced at lesson and I don't know if she practiced in between lessons. She used to sing around the house all the time and her mom would get defensive when I said she needs to practice more. She's like, oh, she sings all the time, she sings all the time. And her um, and it's bad. Her mom, I say her mom, but she, you, it's not that she was a child or anything. She was probably in her twenties, uh, and early twenties, probably a good age to go into pop music, but didn't have the humility to practice every day. Was just thinking that if I envision it, I'm going to be there. And even in other ways, she she got with a agent at one point. And the agent really just wanted to take the her money, and he was a lawyer, and just filling them with fluff and glitter. And people will prey on you when you are in that mode. They will fill you with glitter and fluff. There's so many modeling and talent agencies in every town that make me sick to my stomach because they fill the parents with glitter and fluff, and they, they lure them in. And it's terrible. Very few come out of that and become anything. If, it's, if it is one or two, it's only because they are drawing from a population of people that are, have that goal in mind. So they tend to do those things. And so never, never do that. Never envision the future and think that the future, that's all you have to do to bring the future now. I've had other students, I've had male students do this. Boys, I call them boys because late teenagers do this a lot. I've had two students in particular that they actually forgot that I taught them what I taught them. And they didn't, they didn't accept it. We would go to lesson. We made these amazing developments. One was got in a very advanced voice for his age. The other one was doing on that same track 
And it, when they got to that place, it was almost like they were embarrassed that they had to learn that from someone. Because when it feels natural, and this is a little, a little hint here, because if you go through a process that feels natural, you're going to forget that you actually went through a process. But some of that's ego. And these two boys, I'm going to call them boys, they, they forgot that I taught them that. They forgot their teacher. And they acted as if I didn't exist very strange. I, I only had that happen those couple times, but, and of course I don't hear much about them. One's doing touring company stuff and he's probably going to be stuck in touring company mode until he changes his attitude and becomes more humble. I'm proud of him. I, I talked to him. I'm, I'm, I'm happy about his progress, but be humble. I don't know what one, the other one's doing. It kind of went off the deep end and it's like, man, the voice that he had was amazing. And he lost it. So this is the wreckage that happens when you're not humble. Now, let me tell you now what I mean by humble. And I want to clarify this. When I said it's not the bashful humble, it's not. It's actually, if anything, because of the fact that you learn and you learn and you explore and you understand, it might make you a little cocky. I mean, I have to admit, I'm a little cocky when it comes to voice teaching because I've gone so deep and I've spent so many hours studying anatomy, physiology, psychology, postural alignment, uh, the, the difference between subconsciously controlled muscles and consciously controlled muscles and where they are in the body. I really have gone deep. And so when I, when I talk to other teachers, if they've gone at that level too, we can communicate. We're on the same level. But if they haven't, you know, I feel like they... It's just a completely different level. And you can be that same way with singing. You can be at the point where you're just in a different place than a lot of everyone around you. And it's by being teachable, being humble, being willing to learn, being willing to self-assess, know how well you're doing, look at other singers, listen to other singers. You don't have to compare yourself, but you might want to see, oh, this person, their pitch accuracy is incredible. They sing a cappella and they are dead center of the pitch. This person is such a poised performer. This person has incredible projection that doesn't sound like they're shouting. They all and so on and so on. And when you self-assess, now this is a little thing that's only peculiar to singers. This isn't true for other people. But when you self-assess, please do not do it with a recording. Do it in, in subtle ways like feeling, sensation. Uh, audience reaction, smiles in the audience, uh, audiences leaning forward and their breath just leaving them for a moment while you sing, and a feeling of connection to your music. Those are things that are signs that you're in the right direction. And actually, it's very humbling because you're being humble to the music, you're being humble to the composer, you're being humble to the inspiration that caused the co composition, especially if it's your own, num uh, your own song. And that is critical to singing. Be humble. Be humble, but the right kind of humble. You can very well be very confident in your singing ability, but your confidence will come by being humble and having humility, being teachable, being willing to learn, being willing to pay attention to others, being willing to not just sing whatever you want and just be, oh, I was into the moment and my emotions got the best of me and my, blew my voice that night. Well, that's irresponsible. 
Oh, I was flat on those notes because I was just so into the character. That's irresponsible. It's not humble. That is egotistical. So it's time to get over that. This is a perfect time in our history, actually, to self-assess, regroup, because when venues start opening up again, you can be a brand new singer and a brand new performer, and that will be awesome, and you will do good things in the world, and you will be great. You will know that it may take time, but you will work on what you can do and, and not be focused on visioning the outcome to the point where you think that just because you vision it, it can happen. You will have it and you will know it when you get there. So that's my message today. Being humble, having humility, and that will make us all better people. And as performers, we are out there in the center stage. It's so important for us to be have humble, have humility and be humble. And we may very well be very confident in the end of it all. And that will make us a wonderful performer and we will do great things on the earth. Until next time, happy singing, be humble.